I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Dot com. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. All right, third hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, 800-282-2882 on those phone lines. Get some of your calls in the uh, back of this hour. Um, We want to talk about what happened at the White House with the uh, Pride celebration and... um, Clay, it uh, this is going to go into this is going to be something that's in your wheelhouse to analyze. We'll discuss what what happened there because there was somebody who showed uh, their their boobs outside of the White House uh, at a pride celebration and took a photo of it standing outside the White House at an event where there were families, there were children present. Uh, a trans influencer. We'll get we'll get to that in a second. Um, but first, I thought this was just interesting. People often um, try to get a sense as to when, when we talk about the establishment GOP or or the um, the unit party controlled opposition. These are terms that will come across a lot. Um, sometimes we'll use them, but generally this is something you'll see talked about online. And a lot of people in the GOP base, people who are based or who know what time it is or who understand what is at stake in the country right now and what the communists want to do to it, also known as Democrats, um, they get up, they get annoyed because they see things like this. Here is, you all remember Paul Ryan. Uh, Paul Ryan was Speaker of the House. He was Mitt Romney's running mate. He debated Joe Biden, if you recall, Clay, in the VP debate, uh, which was interesting, um, and when he was running in 2012. And at a time when it seems, on the one hand, we have trans influencers flashing their boobs in front of the White House, and and there's all this enormous push for uh, trans issues all through. We, we all know. We talk about it all the time. Here's what Paul Ryan says the GOP should be focused on. Play 28. 
Can I get your thoughts on that movement just quickly? I know we have to go, but Republican lawmakers around the country are pushing legislation when it comes to banning books. Um, it could be trans rights, call it anti-woke, or however you want to label it. Is that a good approach, a good strategy? You're a football fan. Is that the way you should approach it? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a culture war guy. Uh, I think it's really polarizing. Look, I, on some of these issues, I'll side uh, you know, with the anti-woke crowd, but to me, I'm worried about a debt crisis. I'm worried about you know the future of our country and, and China. There are big policy problems that we need to tackle if we want to have a great 21st century for this country. My work at AEI Notre Dame and my Poverty Foundation is all about poverty and upward mobility. What I worry about are the big policy challenges that are going unresolved or made worse by Joe Biden. So that's why I want to win this election. Okay, can I just call you a couple of, I, I want your reaction to this, but first off, whenever someone says that they're, if you are a Republican and you are in this fight and you understand the stakes, when someone says there are books being banned, you have to say that is a lie. That is an obvious lie. That is not reality. A a kindergartner not getting a book with pornography in it in his school curriculum is not a book ban, all right? Uh, any more than, am I banned from the New York Times? I'm not banned. They just choose not to publish my editorials all the time, Clay, but are are we banned? Why don't they just run our transcripts? Are we banned? It's not a ban. And then beyond that, when he says I'm not a culture war guy, what is somebody? What does a Republican think? Republican think is left if we continue to lose on primary culture war issues? Like these things are all tied together. The notion that we're just going to tackle the debt crisis. This crazy. gets me super fired up. It gets me super fired up. And, and I think ultimately there are two ways to think about politicians in general. Some politicians are almost exclusively story people. I'll give you an example. Tim Scott, right now, is a story politician. His story is, I grew up poor in South Carolina, and I have bootstrapped my way up to becoming a United States senator, and I feel like my story is representative of the American dream. Okay, and I'm just paraphrasing. And then there are candidates who are extreme policy guys, right? An extreme policy candidate would have been, for instance, Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo would have come in and he would have said, here's the policies that I'm going to put in place. I would say Ron DeSantis right now is more of a policy candidate than he is a story candidate, right? He'll tell you, he put out today, hey, here's how I would fix the Department of Justice and here's how I would remedy uh, the issues at the Attorney General, all those things, very policy. The most successful candidates, and and Paul Ryan is a policy candidate, right? The most successful candidates are able to twin story and policy, and that's how you win. When you say, I'm not going to get involved in cultural issues, you are basically saying, I'm a big fat loser. And I have no respect for anyone who tries to do that. Because what they're trying to say then is, I want everybody to really like me when I walk into a New York City cocktail party because I don't want them to think I'm anti-trans because I'm focused on whether a dude with a penis can become a women's champion. That's kind of icky to me. I don't really want to talk about that. I want to tell you why... The corporate tax rate needs to be 24% instead of 29%. You're a loser. You're going to get your ass kicked. Now, I love policy guys. If Paul Ryan wants to come in 
and be my treasury secretary and go with all the nerds on Wall Street and argue about what tax policy numbers should be. I have no issue with them at all. But if you put a policy guy out there, he gets run over like he's standing in front of a bulldozer or a tank. He gets flattened. That's how you lose. That's Mitt Romney. Now, I actually think that this is helpful to Trump in some ways, because when Paul Ryan says, I'm not a culture war guy, let's talk about the debt and poverty, which sounds like he's it sounds like something you would hear from a a think tank scholar who has no interest in doing anything other than collecting the checks from his sinecure and hiding. Right. Like has no interest in actually engaging in the debates that matter for the country. But then he also went on to say that we will win. As long as Trump is not the nominee. Play 22. He's got a great core of support in a primary. That is what you build off of. And so it does matter. But my point is, I think the electability argument is going to become more salient with with this indictment and whatever happens in the future. All the exhaustion of all the Trump baggage is going to make it easier now, I think, to make the argument to his core supporters. He's not electable. He's going to cost us the Senate again. He's going to cost us more House seats. He'll cost us the White House. And we want to win. And we do want to win. So go look at one of these other great conservatives that are in the race who don't have all this baggage. I think if we nominate anybody not named Donald Trump, we're going to beat Joe Biden. We nominated anyone not named Trump, Clay. I think that Paul Ryan attacking Donald Trump is the best advertisement for for Donald Trump. This is my concern, too. There are other people who could make this case, and maybe it would resonate in some ways. But... Paul Ryan saying, we're going to tackle the debt and we're going to focus on what does that focus on China? What does that mean? Yeah. I think this is really an easy thing for people to sometimes pivot to. Yeah, we're just going to focus on China or we're not going to buy Chinese stuff anymore. Oh, <laughs> things are going to get a lot more expensive for people in this country. Like, well, what does that really even involve other than talking tough about Taiwan defense once a year or something? Yeah. And to me, all these things are interconnected, right? Because you can't win. Unless you can point to issues, we just had Nancy Mace on, um, and I thought she was really good, right? She used to be a Waffle House waitress, and she was talking about how literally the thing that you have to do when you're a Waffle House waitress is talk to people from all different backgrounds. The way that you cut through noise, and, and I can't believe, like, I can't believe I just keep having to slam this home over and over again because people like Paul Ryan just don't get it. People understand. When there is a dude who is six foot three and he's wearing a bathing suit where you can tell he has a penis and he becomes a women's champion and they raise his hand, they recognize viscerally, Buck, something is wrong, right? And they may not have the time because they got kids or they got grandkids and they're running around busy all day long, but it cuts through the noise and they're like, that's BS. I don't know everything that I think about. I'm talking like I'm these people. I don't know everything that I think about tax policy. And I don't know everything that I think about what my third grader should be getting taught in school. But I know a dude, a man with a penis, is not the greatest women's athlete of all time. Well, so if you're not willing to have that fight, Buck, then you aren't connecting with the people who are going to make decisions in who's elected. It also runs away from something that's clearly very important to the Biden White House and to the Democrat Party overall. A culture war, it's not like this is a one-way fight. Correct. If anything... If you, don't, if you right. get slapped in the face over and over and over again and just pretend it isn't happening, you're a wimp and you get your ass kicked. 
And and what happens is what we've seen now. I mean, the the Biden White House they had a an LGBTQ plus at some level too. Having to just say an acronym that long feels like uh, feels like I'm being serious. It feels like a concession. Like how many more letters can we put on there? And oh, if you forget a letter, you're being non inclusive. Like can we just come up with an acronym is supposed to make it easier, not harder. That's the purpose of an acronym. You know, you need to come yeah. up with a name for this that yeah. makes sense. That anyway. Um, but the, the, the Biden White House invited this, uh, Rose Montoya, who is a man that has grown out hair and, you know, changed, uh, and gotten, you know, gotten breast augmentation. So has, you know, fake breasts and, uh, is a man with, with fake boobs who was standing outside the White House and on video in front of a Biden hosted event decided to, he just, this guy just pulls out his fake boobs and, and makes a video of it and is like, yay, Pride Month or something. Yeah. And now you could say, oh, this is just one person. But I mean, this is the these are the kind of people that the Biden White House is inviting to celebrate. This isn't just a random person. This is an influencer, a person who's meant to tell all the tell all his followers about how great Joe Biden is and all the rest of it. Right. But these are this is the mentality. Who does that? Yeah. Can you imagine a conservative influencer under the you know, under any Republican president? Shows up and and is and is having. First of all, it's not even her boobs; it's his boobs. The whole thing is crazy. And now the Biden White House, but it's like, oh, you're being too harsh. Biden White House has condemned this. This behavior is inappropriate and disrespectful for an event at the White House, according to a spokesman, and is not reflective of the event we hosted to celebrate LGBTQI plus families or the other guests. There were kids there. I mean, I think it actually is reflective, Buck. And this goes to people say, well, I'm, I don't know why you're focused on trans uh, drag shows. Well, because kids are going. And because Biden's focused on trans, all this stuff, right? I get it. This is, this is the response to Paul Ryan. He would say, well, I don't really care about trans drag shows. Okay. Would you care? And this is the argument that, by the way, just steal this from me and take it and run with it. If you took Buck, you don't have kids yet. I've got kids. If I took my eight-year-old to a strip club, if I took my eight-year-old to a strip club, I would probably get charged with a crime. Justifiably, right? There are men out there listening right now who have heard stories about dads who go to strip clubs and leave their kids in the car in the parking lot. This happens every now and then, right? Dad goes into the strip club. Why does he leave his kid in the parking lot? Because the kid can't go into the strip club. Dad's not making good decisions when he leaves his kid in the parking lot. But we understand that children do not belong at strip clubs. Why do children belong at strip shows when men are dressed up pretending to be women? Like, this is not a complicated situation. And there are a lot of women out there that are worried, these wine moms, they're worried that they're not going to be inclusive enough so they've got their kids prancing around putting dollar bills in thongs of dudes pretending to be uh, chicks. Like, this is weird. Men wouldn't do this. Men don't do this, right? Men don't take their kids to strip shows because we know how inappropriate that is because it's sexualizing children. What are these moms thinking? And what are the Paul Ryans of the world thinking when we say, yeah. I don't really want to get involved in this. I just want to talk about what the corporate tax rate is. You're a loser. You're going to get your ass kicked just like you did in 2012. In case anyone was wondering what Clay thinks about that. Gun owners, let gun owners, let's talk for a second here. All right, uh, come on over. Treat yourself to a new training of, uh, device, my friends, that will improve your skills and sharpen your aim. 
It's called the Mantis X. It's a great tool to have at home or out at the range. So many of the best shooters now use this when they can't get to the range because it's called dry fire practice. That's what Mantis X is, a firearms training system that is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. It attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. Turn it on and allow it to connect to the Mantis X on your phone via Bluetooth. The Mantis X then gives you data-driven, real-time feedback in your technique. It'll guide you through drills and courses. The end result will be better scores, better aim, and better visits to the gun range. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you must also act on your Second Amendment responsibility to be competent in your shooting. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Helping you separate truth from fiction every single weekday. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. 
Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Um, by the way, a couple of things. Went downstairs, Buck. My nanny said you're totally right about walking on uh, treadmills. She's also eight and a half months pregnant. She says she does it all the time. So there you go. You and the eight and a half month pregnant women. I, I think I think you're cher- I think you're cherry picking your data here a little bit, buddy. I think you're cherry picking the data on this one. S- second part on this. Some of you listen to me talk about Paul Ryan. I get so fired up about these guys. These holier than thou guys, because I saw them so much in sports. And I saw how sports was getting destroyed if you didn't speak out. Because people would say, I don't know why you care if somebody doesn't want to stand for the national anthem. I don't know why you care if they put Black Lives Matter on the basketball court. I don't know why you care if they put I can't breathe on the back of a basketball jersey instead of their actual names. Well, I care because it's ridiculous culture war politics infused in sports. And you're telling me to just constantly get slapped in the face and just pretend I'm not getting slapped in the face and focus on other things. Just watch the game. You don't have to pay attention to what... No. I want the game to stand on its own. And so, to me, this is the question, right? And I think the Paul Ryans of the world will just stand there and get punched in the face again and again, and they'll say, the tax rate should be 24%. And they're like, hey, we think that your 14-year-old daughter should get her boobs chopped off if she decides you're a boy. And you're like, the tax rate should be 24%. No, you have to fight these battles or you get your ass kicked. Right and wrong matters. Yeah, I mean, Romney Republicanism is just heading to left-wing dystopia, you know, five miles an hour slower than you'd get there otherwise. I mean, it's not... It isn't really opposition at all. And this is why when I, there is such a thing as controlled opposition. There, there is such a thing as, um, people who I think are unhelpful to the cause of, like, what are you, here's the real question, the fundamental question. What are you conserving if you're Paul Ryan? Conserving what exactly? Yeah. You know, and, and his whole thing, we're going to tackle the debt. Okay. By lowering the rate of the increase in spending. And then we're going to take a little victory lap for ourselves. It's not going to work. It's not going to do anything. So, and then, and then the whole confronting China thing. I mean, that's, oh yeah, that's really, that, that takes a lot of bravery. What does that even mean? And I just, I'm so sick of it. Right. Um, and I think we need fighters and I'm so sick of people who go on and just accept the falsehood of questions like he did and then apologize. Stop apologizing. Stop apologizing for believing in American exceptionalism and excellence and also basic human sanity just stop throw a punch for once if you or someone you know has ever been the victim of online identity theft you know how difficult it can be to fix online identity theft is a silent crime you have zero idea when your info is suddenly in the hands of a cyber thief one day everything's great the next day you see a dozen unauthorized charges on your account you have no idea who's responsible 
It's why everybody out there should have online identity theft protection. I recommend LifeLock by Norton. Systems operate 24-7, scanning billions of online transactions, new account opening notices, looking for suspicious patterns of behavior. If they see your name mixed up in it, they notify you immediately if you're a LifeLog member. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. Easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save 25% off your first year. Promo code CLAY, 1-800-LIFELOCK, LifeLock.com. Promo code CLAY for 25% off. Welcome back to Clay and Buck, everybody. As promised, we have Ambassador Nikki Haley with us now. She is running for GOP nomination for President of the United States. Ambassador Haley, thanks for making the time. Thanks so much. It's great to be with you. So let's start, if we could, with um, your analysis of the situation. Look, I I understand that you're running your own campaign, and you want to talk about your own issues. We're going to ask you about some of your policies and what you'd want to do for the country. But today is a particular day. Your chief rival in the primary, the guy who's leading in the polls right now, is before or is about to be before a judge uh, down here in Florida. What do you make of the situation of Donald Trump? And, and would you commit to pardoning him if it came to it, if you were able to win the race? Well, first of all, I had a great relation, working relationship with President Trump. And, you know, what's happening is unfortunate. I think the Justice Department has handled this whole thing terribly. I mean, you can't have one standard for Democrats like Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and then another standard for Republicans like Donald Trump. And we're seeing that again. And we're seeing that again with the Biden bribery um, recordings that that have come to light. I mean, the country should never stand for that. And I think that we should all speak up and we have to be loud about that. Having said that, if the claims in the indictment are true, if they're true, then Trump was incredibly reckless with our national security, and that's not okay. So now if you've got the question of a pardon, I mean, that's a very different question. I'm not going to presume President Trump's guilt. I think we all need to let this trial play out. We need to see, you know, exactly what happens. But, you know, when you look at a pardon, the issue is less about guilt and more about what's good for the country. And I think it would be terrible for the country to have a former president in prison for years because of a documents case. That's something you see in a third world country. I saw that at the United Nations. So I would be inclined in favor of a pardon. Um, But I think it's really premature at this point when he's not even been convicted of anything. Nikki Haley with us now. You're obviously running for president. Two leading candidates right now are Donald Trump. We just asked you about Trump as he gets ready for the indictment in Florida and Ron DeSantis. You have aggressively attacked Ron DeSantis for his response on Disney. What has he gotten wrong there? What would you have done differently? Well, first of all, I, you know, I call people out whenever I see anything. I was a governor and, you know, certainly we had to work with a lot of different companies. South Carolina is not a woke state, but, you know, you have these things. Disney, the the biggest issue, look, Ron can do whatever he wants. He is the governor. But the biggest issue with this is Disney just didn't become woke overnight. They've been woke for a long time. I remember when they hit President Trump on immigration. So this is nothing new. All I'm saying is, look, if you've gone and given Disney the the largest corporate subsidies um, in Florida history, if you've gone and done all of these things for Disney, and they are your largest employer, I just don't think you need to get into this vendetta politics where you're, you know, using taxpayer dollars for lawsuits. That's not what I would do. What I would do is 
call them out on what you need to call them out on. But just because they hit you doesn't mean you have to go into an all-out war with them. I mean, these companies tend to do that. We're seeing more and more woke companies. What we should do is keep pushing policy that we know is right for our people and then let the companies go and hurt themselves in the way that they criticize things. But I just think the back and forth is unfortunate for the people of Florida. Um, But he's got a decision to make. I mean, I'd much rather talk about the fact that, you know, we're $31 trillion in debt. And, you know, he voted to raise the debt ceiling back in 2018. And, you know, now we're sitting in a big mess when it comes to our debt. I think we've got to take care of that. Ambassador Haley, uh, on on the issue of Trump, you mentioned a moment ago uh, that you always had a very good relationship with him. You obviously were the uh, U.S. ambassador to the United Nations during uh, Trump's first term. You know, you're running for president. So what would be different about a Haley presidency than a trump second term what would you do better or what would you do differently well i've been a two-term governor that took a double-digit unemployment state and turned it into an economic powerhouse i was at the u.n i didn't deal with one country i dealt with 193 i mean president trump and i differ on some things you know he thinks january 6th was a beautiful day i think it was a terrible day you know he thinks we should stay neutral on the war with ukraine and russia i think a win for ukraine is good for america's national security you know, he had no problem with the spending and, you know, the increase in the debt that we had. And I, as an accountant, I think that our kids are never going to forgive us for this if we don't start seriously cutting back on the spending, stopping the borrowing, and making sure we go back to pre-COVID levels. Talking to former Ambassador and Governor Nikki Haley, Joe Biden, it appears, I think, to almost every single person listening to us right now, a lot of Democrats, Republicans, and independents all overwhelmingly agree, isn't physically or mentally capable of being president. Should he be the Democrat nominee in 2024, in your opinion, uh, Nikki? And if he is, do you think that he's going to be able to finish his term in office? No, and I don't. I think this is a shadow campaign for Kamala Harris. I mean, I... When I look at it, that's who I'm running against is Kamala Harris, because we can't look at Biden and see the decline that he's had in the last couple of years and honestly think that he's going to make it as president um, till 86 years old. I think that this is very much they're going to keep him from debating in primary. They're going to get him to be the nominee. We don't know if he's going to actually make it um to the election if he does make it to the election i don't think he stays long as president and so i think you know i will continue to say a vote for president biden is a vote for president harris and i think that's also why you're seeing them go and spend all this money trying to you know change her profile and make her look better than what she is is because i think that she is going to be eventually either the nominee or the president if um it continues going down the path where biden wins and that's exactly why We need to be very focused and understand that we've got to have a new generational leader. We cannot lose this election again. We can't afford to lose the general election and give Biden and Kamala four years, because I don't think America would recover from that. One of the big questions we've had on this show is Trump says that 2020 was a stolen election, that it was rigged. If Democrats were willing to steal and rig 2020, why would they not do the same thing in 2024? How do you look at discussing 2020, not only retrospectively, but also prospectively as it pertains to 2024? 
I think there were a lot of lessons that we should take from 2020. I mean, voter integrity is everything. If, you know, if you have people who don't trust the election process, I mean, that can be the weakening point of any country. And so it's really important that we have integrity. I, as governor, passed voter ID in South Carolina, and I was vilified for it. But I said, if you've got to show picture ID to buy Sudafed, if you've got to show picture ID to get on a plane, you should have to show picture ID to protect the integrity of the election process. What we saw happen during COVID was a lot of bending of the rules. And you saw secretaries of state do things without their state legislatures. We saw mail-out balloting. Um, We saw some inconsistencies there. And, you know, while I don't think that changed the results of the election, I think that should be a wake-up call to every American that we need to do everything we can to have election integrity. So I think every state in the country should at least have to do voter ID. I think we should make sure that when there are absentee ballots or any early voting, we should always have to verify signatures and make sure they are who they are. I think when ballots come in, they should be counted at the time and everybody should get the results of the election on election day. It shouldn't have this going two weeks out. And so I don't think we should stop on fighting for election integrity. I think we still have a few states that are concerning. And I think that we have to be conscious of about that. And I think we also have to understand that whatever the Democrats are doing and the ways they go to get people to vote, Republicans need to do the same thing. It's about getting as many of our people out to vote um, as possible. And we've got to make sure that we continue to push for voter integrity in the process. We just have one more for you, Ambassador Haley. We're speaking to Ambassador Nikki Haley. She's running for the Republican nomination. What does a Haley, what would a Haley presidency look like with regard to both border security and the tens of millions of illegal immigrants who are currently in the United States? What would your approach be? What would your policy be? Well, I first of all, I went 400 miles down that border, and you are not ready for what I saw. It is unthinkable what those ranchers go through when they get up in the morning and have to see if someone died while they crossed the, the fence or pick up whatever little kids were behind. And when I talked to sheriffs, they sat there and said they round up illegal immigrants before 7 a.m., turn them over to Border Patrol. Border Patrol releases them until their court date years from now. And when I talked to Border Patrol and asked them about their jobs, they said, do you want to know what we do we're glorified babysitters they don't let us do our jobs when i was governor in south carolina i passed one of the toughest illegal immigration laws in the country we did a mandatory e-verify program that required all of our businesses to prove who they were hiring were here legally in this country i would do a national e-verify program across the country i would defund sanctuary cities I would go back to remain in Mexico because no one wants to remain in Mexico. We'd pull back on the provisions of Title 42. Instead of 87,000 IRS agents going after middle America, we'd put 25,000 Border Patrol and ICE agents on the ground. And instead of catch and release, we would go to catch and deport. We've got to stop the bleeding. We've got to shut down our borders. We can't have this continue to happen. Five million illegal immigrants have crossed the border. It's, it's unthinkable. Uh, Nikki Haley, ambassador and governor, we appreciate you. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks. Go to NikkiHaley.com. Appreciate that. Tunnel to Towers Foundation, we know how important they have been in everything that they have done. I saw, Buck, really great uh, footage of their golf tournament uh, this past weekend. It was fantastic. Uh, Really, really cool. But I want to tell you now about computers breaking. They fail. They crash. As much as we rely on them to store important documents like my book manuscript or save priceless photos, they break down. In fact, you can guarantee it. The question is, are you prepared for when that happens? 
Whatever you have on your computer or phone, use iDrive to back it up. The company we recommend, iDrive.com. Their system, easy to download, even easier to use. Most important, the data you back up is accessible when you need it most. If I didn't back up everything I've written and my computer crashed, that would be catastrophic. My new book comes out August 8th, and I thought I lost it for a little while on the computer. I bet you guys have had files like that happen before, whether it's computers, whether it's documents you've drafted. It's a sick feeling in your stomach. That's why you need iDrive. You can back up everything, PCs, Macs, servers, mobile devices into one account for one cost, not to mention iDrive, PC mag winner, eight years in a row for the best cloud backup solution, iDrive.com. Plans start at less than 7 bucks a month. Use my name, Clay, to get 90% off of all that for the first year. That's iDrive.com, my name, Clay. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, When you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax advantage income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? 
HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Who would have thought the most controversial thing said on a, on a show where we talk about everything? The Walking on Treadmills community has their pitchforks out for me, Buck. I I am right now being attacked are, on all They parts. are slowly surrounding you, sir. <laughs> It's a very slow moving. It's a very slow moving pitchfork crowd. Uh, the, the mob is not. If I run, they will never catch me. <laughs> so that there is, I can't escape them. Earlier in the show, Buck Sexton said that he walks on a treadmill, elevated, elevated <laughs> walking on a treadmill. Elevated sir. walking. That doesn't mean like you're on a tightrope. That means that you incline the treadmill. Yes. Um. And I just, I couldn't get past the idea of someone who is relatively young walking on a treadmill. I I am right now, I mean, there are slings and arrows coming in every direction at me over my treadmill position. So let me just be clear. I take back nothing. I I refuse to apologize to you treadmill people at all. You can put on your tennis shoes and your sweatsuits and your headbands, and you can slowly amble your way after me as much as you would like. So if you Clay, are Clay is going to sit there person, eating his bologna sandwich and drinking his Mountain Dew on the couch watching sports while all of us are getting our heart our heart rate up to 130 beats a minute. Thank you, there's sir. There's no way you can get your heart rate up to 130 beats a minute on the treadmill. On the tre- I mean, you you mean walking at an incline on the treadmill? Yes. That, that, look. What about I, yeah, speed walking, Clay? Run. Have you ever thought about speed walking? Uh, well, if you're going to speed walk, why wouldn't you just run? And by the way, I'm not it's about to joint health. I'll have you I know. I walk every day. I'm very pro walking. Outdoors, you know, if you want to walk outdoors, if it's like there's ice on the, you know, what I've thought about before. By the way, now I'm now I'm going to be sound like a huge hypocrite. I'm going to sound like a Democrat. I even explored the idea. Have you heard about these? Uh, uh, like treadmills where people walk on them at their desks to get exercise. Have you yeah, seen Yeah, standing desk treadmill, sure. I think in my new house, in the new studio that I'm building, after all my ridicule of you for walking I, I on can't, the treadmill. You are, you are being exposed, sir. I am thinking that I might have a walking desk treadmill where I could have a mic. Nobody would know that I'm walking. The one thing is we're on the air for three hours every day. It seems like it could be super efficient to just have a regular walk while I'm on the air having the conversation. So they have these desks yeah. for people who don't know. The standing can, desk, I think, is stupid, right? Like whatever. Yeah, but but can I can I tell you, Clay, that your whole your whole idea here is very sound, except while the rest of us in the walk brigade would be very <laughs> capable of this, you, sir, are gonna have to spend some time on a treadmill, not on the air. So you're not out of breath and heaving when we're trying to talk about the communists destroying the country. So 
You're going to be doing some treadmill walking, sir. That's all I'm telling you. I am you. very anti-running. Buck, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I did a half marathon a decade ago. My wife was like, hey, let's run a half marathon. You'll feel so good when you finish. And then she was pregnant. Uh, like a month into our training, she found out she was pregnant with our second son. And so I did the half marathon myself. People are like, you're going to feel so good when you finish that 13.1 miles. There's a photo of me crossing the finish line. And it, I look thoroughly disgusted. I have not run one mile, Buck, since I did the half marathon like 12 years ago. I hate running. I think it's the most miserable thing on the planet. I'm pro walking. I actually use the, the uh, but, but I like the elliptical. I'm surprised you wouldn't use the elliptical. It's the mix between the treadmill and the running. You got the elliptical, and you can ellipticize Look, your way. Don't don't try to pit us treadmill walkers against <laughs> our elliptical cousins. I see what you're trying to do. I see this pivot. Being we respect all guy, the gym goers. Nobody loves ellipticals more than me. You just remember all that. We'll be back tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.